Yo, having technical difficulties for no reason. Yeah, what is going on, everybody? This is your host, Rob Bike, with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm just going to start off by letting y'all know that your boy been going through, but I'm going to be all right. So keep sending up prayers. Keep uh, tuning in to the Facebook group, the Instagram group. Keep listening. Keep commenting. Keep the threads going because I need that energy and I need that motivation and I need that drive. I'll go into details another day, another time. But (laughs) right now, I have a special guest with me. Um, I know I have a lot of uh, fellow Panthers that listen to this, so y'all definitely know her. Um, (laughs) I've been trying to get her on the podcast for a long-ass time. She kept telling me no. And she's one of the people I hit up like every two or three months just to ask to see if she's changed her mind. And she did. And I was like, oh, shit. Here's the scheduling information, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you what I know about this young lady. There's just certain people that you come across in life and certain people that you meet in life that just has something special about them. You don't always know what it is. You can't quite put your finger on it. But just when you see them... Or when you're near them, you just get the vibe that something cool is going on with this person. And that's the vibe that I got from her. Ever since I saw her sashay across campus, her style was revolutionary at the time. God damn it. I don't care what any of y'all say. And <laughs> her swag was on 5,000 before we was even using the word swag. She's always been cool down to earth. She is a little spicy, according to her. <laughs> she was a little spicy but i will tell you i do uh i do really appreciate the energy that she brings to the table i love her instagram page that's one of the biggest reasons why i wanted to have her on because i started seeing more and more things and i was like that's what i felt all those years ago that's that energy it's her mindset it's the way she thinks it's the way she expresses herself It's really 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 dope and I'm glad to know that I was right about her. So, without further ado, my fellow Claflinite, cool down ass chick. I'm going to just go by your Instagram name because people don't need to know your government. If they know your government, that means they know you. If they don't, oh well. Fifi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that was an introduction. Um, Jeez. I'm flattered. You got me a little emotional there. <laughs> what you mean? Cause I- it's like I feel like um, we don't give people. I mean, you know, we have people that we like have that energy and and whatever, but we don't really say that to each other often enough before nope. you know while we're still here. Yep. So that that was really touching. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I speak from the I heart, man. I mean, you know, people might look back at them old pictures and be like, what swag? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was, listen. <clears throat> nah, like for the time, at the time, you know, heels, 8 o'clock in the morning. What are we doing? Yes. <laughs> I was like, damn. Y'all see them <laughs> legs walking across this damn campus right now? Killing it, too. Appreciate you. Yo, um, I don't even know where to be. Yes, I do know where where to begin. I, I shot you a little bell earlier because I told you I was going to put you on the spot. So I'm going to mm-hmm. put you on the spot right now. Why okay. you used to always tell me no? And don't laugh at my pajama pants. I got to turn my AC up. Hold up. <clears throat> I'm listening. You be specific. No, you know the viewers don't. Yo, know I you. used to uh, when I used to send you messages and ask you to be a guest on the podcast because of what I thought of you and what I thought was going to be true of you based off of my perception, what I was seeing. I wanted to have you on. Oh Lord, poor network connection. Wait a minute. All right, y'all. Uh, we bike. We bike, we bike. My bad. Had some technical difficulties. But back to the question at hand I was asking you. Why did you, every time I used to ask you to be on a podcast, just based off of what I saw, Mm -hmm. what I felt about you, 
Um, and just pure curiosity. I felt like you'd be a good person to have on just to have dope-ass conversations with. But you used to always tell me no. Always. Like, and I don't know why. I'm like, damn. I was like, I know we don't know each other like that. Like, we, we have a lot of the same people in common that, like, we were saying earlier. But I'm like, damn, why she won't get on a podcast? So why you used to always say no? That's what I don't want to know. Um, I don't know. I feel like... I, I remember two occasions. Um... But I'm one of those people that when I have, like, uh, when I'm trying to get in a cycle of doing something, I don't like to be, like, thrown off. And so it just probably just didn't fit my little schedule at the time. But not, not like, oh, I'm such a busy person. I don't have time for you. Not like that. But just, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, okay, so, for instance, um, I have, a, like, a couple of paintings that, I, when I have something I need to do, I like write down a list because I'm one of those people who are, who's like, I'm, I like creating things and my mom be like all over the place. So I cook and then like I can paint and then I like to write. And if I don't focus in on those particular things and check them off my list, like it drives me crazy. And so I feel like every time you ask, I was like in that of like trying to find my way in something that I particularly was doing for myself and so yeah that's so, probably what it was so I had bad timing yeah oh, my history precedes me clearly bad timing just happens to be one of my fatal flaws oh <sighs> but I digress yeah so one of the things one of the burning questions I have for you is where did you where and when did you develop your sense of style even now i've just not in a stalkerish creepy way but i've just noticed <laughs> it continuing to grow and evolve like you've always just been to me you just always just been different not like and i know some people are like what are you talking about like if you i don't know if she wants y'all all up on her instagram or whatnot but i'm not talking about erica badu different it's just I can't even explain it, but it's dope. So, um, I think, which is crazy, is like, I would say more so now, um, my style comes from, like how I view certain things. Like I'll see a painting, and actually, it's actually a picture on my Instagram where I have on like a yellow gown, and I but I have like some boots on with it and a and a baseball cap, and that sound like probably don't look good, right? But it actually looked well together. But it was I paint I made a painting, and my mom was just like, "Oh, these colors!" Like I just saw that looking well together from a painting. But I do that all the time. Like if I go to um, somebody uh, apartment, you know, apartment complex, and the entry part has like art. Like mm -hmm. pretty much everywhere you go, they people have like art up and stuff, and I translate that sometimes to like clothing, mm -hmm. colors, and then it's like what I have in my closet. Oh, I can make that go. You know, it moves a lot faster in my mind than I am verbalizing it. But that's pretty much how it is for me. But when I was younger, I just wanted to dress like my mama. And, you know, she had her own little style. And I used to see pictures of her. And, you know, all fashion kind of comes back around. And so... I think I pretty much got that from her. Okay. Yeah. That it does. Um. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I was about to ask you something. I don't need to ask you that. <clears throat> what? 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 Mm, I don't need to ask you that. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. Okay. Uh, it's not even a question. You've grown a lot since college. And I don't know if I've ever seen that in my entire life. I'm going to leave that like, up to y'all interpretation. You mean like weight-wise, right? I can. In all the right places. What? Okay, that takes a word. That actually... <laughs> I was like, I don't know when, but I looked one day, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man, that takes a lot of... Well, it took a lot of work for me. That actually... I actually didn't come from a really good place, but... Oh, no. No, but it ended up, like, now, 
I, I struggle with like not trying not to gain a lot of weight or mm. more weight. Um, but when I was, <laughs> I guess I'll tell y'all since we on the podcast. Yeah! <laughs> I wanted to get the fucking exclusive. <laughs> okay, so I used to be really slim, and I was pretty much okay with being slim. Um, until I started dating a guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he used to like very jokingly just call me little little girl, like when he'd be mad. I mean, not mad, but you know, like I little girl, or and I would hate it. I was just like, don't call me that, because like as in that stage, it's like I'm young, I'm a little insecure, um, because I'm smaller than other women, and I feel like people. Even when I first got to college, I feel like people treated me differently because I was smaller. Like, they would try me in ways they wouldn't try other women because they actually look like women. And so, I guess along with that and him just saying little things that reminded me of me being small. And then one time, and I know this is often a conversation on Facebook. Wait a minute. I've only done this one time, and I would never do it again like i i would like just ghost a man before i i do this again but one time uh he i was in his car and he was playing football and he left his his he left his phone in the car oh (laughs) go ahead yeah he left his phone in the car i picked up the phone it kept ringing i picked up the phone and then it was messages of him with a girl that he told me he was just cool with mm. and she was calling me she was like you with that little girl like you know they were you oh shit. that like that made me feel so small like mm-hmm. i already like i already knew that i was slim but i had a little confidence about myself but when i saw that it made me feel like i wasn't a woman like I'm a joke to, to you, you know? And so I went through a stage where I would work, I would, I would like to gain weight. I ridiculously overate. I would sit on the end of my bed and eat like a bowl of grits before I went to sleep. A bowl of grits in the morning. I was drinking like protein shakes and putting ice cream in it and milk. And it was like the sugariest shit ever. Like I'm surprised I don't have diabetes, but I don't, thank you Jesus. <laughs> but- Oh fuck. <laughs> I was working out because I was like, I need to gain weight, but I, I don't need to get fat. And so I was like doing thousands of crunches a day and running and doing ab workouts and squats. And, you know, from the outside looking in, it looked like, dang, like Sierra, you know, girls would be like, dang, what you do to gain weight and, you know, in all the right places. And I'm like, I'm literally, you know, behind the scenes, like just... <laughs> struggling yeah because of all of these you know so i wouldn't recommend it to anybody because it was a lot it was a lot but you know the older you get the less the harder it is but when y'all saw me start to transform you know i was happy with myself once i got there because i didn't even like i didn't even care what the nigga you can say whatever you want you can say whatever you (laughs) want by the time i you know gained the weight and you know, he even treated me. He even treated me a little diff- more different, gave me more attention. I don't know if it was particularly because of the weight, but I didn't. We weren't even like I ain't even like him like that no more. It was just like okay, whatever. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> wow. But Yo, yeah, so. I'm um I want to thank you and commend you for telling that story. Um, a big. One of the main reasons why I started this podcast and and I continue to do this and probably will do it forever is because we all have stories, right? And there's someone out there listening that is going through or at the beginning stage of what you just described. And they probably needed to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I never in a million, like, I never in a million years would have thought that about you. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm in shock right now because I'm like, (laughs) ain't no damn way. But, you know really thinking about what the heck oh biff is here i gotta add biff to the call um really thinking about it yeah we do some 
we do a lot of things to please other people at times and people pull on our emotional strength I'm sorry, I got everything on. They pull on our emotional strings and they just, it triggers shit. Well, I'm glad you came out on the other end of it with all yeah. the benefits and <laughs> none of the, uh, I guess, weaknesses or side effects of such a thing. So, right. all right, give me one second. Let me add Biff to the call. This okay. mother just, she just called. Like, don't be calling in the middle of the, <laughs> y'all still on? Yes. <laughs> Sheesh. Hello. Fam, don't Hi. be calling in the middle of the. <laughs> I didn't know what I was supposed to do, Biff. I texted you, you ain't text back. Yes, yeah, it's because I'm in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> you be on that phone any other time. No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Biff has joined. Hi, guys. Hi. I had a slight family emergency, but I'm here. Oh, everything okay? Yeah. yeah. I just had to get some albuterol for my baby. Oh, goodness. Okay. Mm, can't mess around with this COVID and stuff, and you got asthma and... Right? Mm -hmm. I remember, I remember oh, that. Got that reply on Instagram. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> have you vacuuming? No, that was actually the AC that has been dying over the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm about to go get my car. <laughs> all right. Um... So, Fifi, thank you again for that. Thank you for sharing that part of your life with everyone else. And I'm glad that, again, you received all the benefits and none of the negative side effects of that. Um, I want to get into the next thing with you, which is your cooking. Oh. Yo, your Instagram be making me oh. so fucking hungry. And I'm like, yo, yes. I can do that, but I don't be doing that. But I can do go it. Check out her food page. Please go check out her food page. It is everything and more. <laughs> so we're gonna gain weight just looking at it. It's so delicious. Y'all, it's so delicious. You don't delectable. Like you don't get it. Like, oh, this woman can cook. That's black girl magic in her hands in the kitchen. Yes. Like So where that where did your love for cooking come from? My dad. So <laughs> Um, my mom, my mom and my dad come, both come from big families. And so while my dad was the better cook, my mom cooked often. So she's like the fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, you know. Yeah, yeah everyday meals. Like, yeah, he's like lasagna, um, stuffed ricotta cheese, stuffed in shells. And, you know, he, before Alfredo became like a, a thing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. When I was, like, in school, like, in kindergarten and stuff, he would, like, make it and make it with salmon or make it with, you know, shrimp and crab meat. And uh, he made this. Oh. I, I keep forgetting what it's called, but it's basically, like, chicken, and then it has um, prosciutto in it and um, Swiss cheese, and it's chicken, and then they cover it in Parmesan chicken, um, Parmesan crust breadcrumbs, and you fry it. And when he made that, I was like, you know, oh my God, like, see, I need to learn how to do that. And so he would like, let me come in the kitchen with him. And he was like, very patient with me. Um, Cause you know, he, both of my parents work and my dad worked more than my mom when I was younger. And he didn't really have time for that. Like my mom was, a, have dinner ready. She bringing him a plate, you know, and yeah. he's serving him, and we all got to eat at the table, all six of us, one dinner time, everybody come, you know, and we have full course meals every day, gratefully so. Um, so just that experience alone just made me, like, want to be able to cook, and so that's why, like, I love cooking for my friends and my family. I went home this weekend and cooked for them, but it definitely came, the skills come from my dad. The fellowship comes from my mom. So, yeah. I'll say that. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm looking at this fucking ribeye sizzling. Because um, <laughs> I have one in the refrigerator. So, <laughs> I might need some I tips. Have a cowboy, I have a cowboy ribeye in my freezer. I was sad I had to freeze it. But, you know, COVID, everybody went in the stores that first month and yeah. took everything. It was literally the last thing left. Because mm. it was just like. Forty-seven dollars or something. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. So yeah, I'm waiting till I have 
some company over or something, and I'm gonna put it on the grill. Oh shit! Which address? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We can pull I'm up. Atlanta. I'm actually in Atlanta now, so. Oh yeah. fuck! I'm overdue. <laughs> for, I'm overdue uh, a trip to Atlanta. And Atlanta is open. I mean, I ain't as open as Atlanta <laughs> is, but they open up here. We ain't open. <laughs> I went out to get some Olive Garden two for one today. It looked like a damn ghost town. I was like, "Ooh, shit!" <laughs> yeah. What do you have any um, aspirations or goals with the cooking thing? Like, I I didn't even thank you, Biff. I didn't realize that you actually had a food page, and I went to it, and I was just like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" Like, the plating. Oh my god, you need to go on chopped, yo. Hold on. Yeah, like, it's like, just, like it's really this good, you guys. Like, y'all really think we sitting here like being extra, but like she is that yeah, woman good. in the kitchen. Yeah, it looks really good. Like when 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 you say you want a woman that can cook, like this is the shit that I be talking about. I'll <laughs> I'll never tell my girlfriends that, but uh, uh <laughs> when I look at this, I'm like, I want to come home and have this every now and again. You like you cook? How often do you cook like that? Pretty much every day. Probably oh. not as heavy though, but you know, I used to have a steak like every week. I'm on a diet right now because I was just eating too much. And See, I, like that's, I need to get that diet where I eat too much. I'm trying to gain weight. That's I'm on that steak a week diet now. I'm having steak at least once a week for like protein and trying to gain weight. Listen, take your time with the weight. How old are you? <laughs> what do you? You're not that. You're not old, so no. It literally comes up. It it literally will just sneak up on you. Like <laughs> I I was just telling him before you got on the call about how like when I because he knows me when I was like really really skinny and I did all of these things to try to gain weight and I did, but now it it will keep coming and you will want to stop. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> mm. you know, I I can't get over this little 140 hump to save my life now. I've been like 138 for months now. Do you lift weights? No, I don't do none of that, I'll be honest. See, that's, that's what it is. It's not even... If you want to party, you don't even need to... You don't have to overeat. You just need to lift some weights. Girl. With weights. With bench press, with some weights. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I ultimately with the food, I want to have a restaurant and that's just like my last stop for my food because like I paint and so I'm focusing on that probably more so and I'm, I write and I have aspirations for those two things too. But ultimately like, you know, when I'm like settled I want to have my own little restaurant where I hang all of my art up in there, mm. have a little speakeasy vibe and some nice food. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, do full dishes in the daytime, tapas at night, a little vibe, you know, something like that. Mm. I need a, I need a, a, a special like VIP treatment when I come. I got you. Yes, I got it on tape. Yes. All right. What? <laughs> you answered my next question, actually. Uh, so that's that's the that's the vision. So, yeah. all right. <clears throat> hmm. Where should I go next with this? <laughs> screenwriter. Mm-hmm. You said you were a screenwriter. I know a couple of writers. What uh-huh. is that all about? Tell me about your writing experiences. Well, I will say this the entertainment industry can be very um fucked up. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just fucked up. Um people are really like, Sharks. like there's there yeah. There's no there there's not a lot of people with conscience, even some people that look like us take advantage of certain situations, but um i've been writing since college and so what? i was in yeah so i, was I in know Rembrandt. i was right about you. go ahead yo <laughs> so in Rembrandt's class i remember the first um little short script we had to write um well actually we performed it in his class but i wrote it for my tv um writing class because i'm a broadcast journalism major um so i did take tv writing 
Um, but yeah, so we did it and it was funny and I actually did a run through with my um, siblings and it was hilarious. So I've ha I have I have seven sisters and one brother and I have so many experiences with all of them that like I'm like this is pure comedy for television and so like I've written <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a short story the beginning of 2020 um and I oh. was supposed to film it but you know COVID kind of yeah. has put a halt to certain things but we still gonna make it happen um I actually me and my cousin Quan who also went to Claflin we wrote a script uh we actually wrote a show. <laughs> Hold on. Your cousin Quan, the Alpha? No, no, no. no. His name is Jacob. Okay. Uh, but we wrote a script, I mean, a show, a whole show. And we, somebody who's in the industry, we let them read over it. They gave us critiques. We, I even created a whole nother character. And, you know, they were talking about green lighting this show and then Gosh. all of a sudden all of the conversations halted and i tell you no lie about about two months later because he actually works in the industry now two months later um he called me and and he was like yo why did you know such and such just show me where they're they're airing a show called and it's literally synonymous to the name of our show. And the only reason why I'm like, can't say exactly what mm. it is because, <laughs> you know, there's legalities to all of this. Gotcha. But at the end of the show, is, the show got canceled because, <laughs> you know, when you don't have, when you don't have the magic continuously writing for your show, you can steal whatever you're going to steal, but you can't keep it going, right? Yep. Um, but it actually aired. People watched it. And even when I would hear people like saying they liked it, I would just be cringing like, you motherfuckers just have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea. And But that was probably the first time I was crushed by thinking, by be feeling like I was so close to, you know, my dream and then having somebody just take something and put their name on it that doesn't belong to them that you like work so hard for. Cause we worked on it for like years, but instead, you know, I'm just continuously to continuing to write and, you know, create my own content. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Why did I have to talk to you today? <laughs> because now I really want to be like your best friend. You have no, you have no idea. I'm one of these, I'm one of those people, but I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's pretty fucked up. Um, I definitely cannot wait to finish this so I can find out what the hell you're talking about because I want to know <laughs> so fucking bad. Um, yeah, but let that be a lesson to everyone out there. We've all been, we've all gotten got. I promise you, we've mm -hmm. all gotten got. So y'all, protect y'all shit, man. Copyrights, whatever, LLC, whatever you need to do, man, protect y'all shit. Because like she just said, there's legalities involved. Meaning... Her shit is protected, and yeah, so, you motherfucker. <clears throat> Sorry, I know I don't normally go off like that, but that's that's not cool, man, because I'm not a quote-unquote writer, but back in the day, I used to write poetry every now and again. I used to write songs every now and again, so I know the thought process, the feelings, the emotion, the time, the energy it takes to do that. It comes from a real place. You're not bullshitting, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you take the time to put something together that is a work of art and then someone decides to steal it because they're after a money grab, I could only imagine the amount of anger that you must have been feeling. Right. So, so ugh, I would have had to whoop somebody's ass. But, yeah. but, you know, it also made me feel like, you know, I have something special because somebody thought it was good enough to steal, you know, Mm. And it did, it, it got them in the door, you know, it got them on television. So it must have been worth something, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that is just something we have been working on for like years. So imagine what I could do now. That's how I ended up having to take it after, you know, after I had my little moment. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Your story is incredible already. Yeah. What, um, hmm, 
I'm mad at I'm mad now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that shit made me mad, man. Because like they didn't have to fucking do that. Like they y'all right. were already in communication. Y'all could have worked together and it probably would have worked. Right. Right. <sighs> People be looking at that short term too, Dan. That short term can be tempting, but it's short term and it's called short term for a damn reason, y'all. Right. Very much so. All right, so I need you to help the other writers out there. This may help them. It may not. It may help me because I said in the back of my mind I want to write a book one day, but I just – what is your process? Like, I know for me, like I said, I'm not a writer-writer, but even when I was doing it back when I had the record label and all that crazy shit, I had to really be – I had to be in the mood to do it. It wasn't something <laughs> that I could just – like the podcast, I can sit and do this whenever someone schedules but yeah. like with that, it just, I don't know. I just, I had to really be in the mood for it. And I just could never get into a groove, which is why it never really stuck with me. Um, I do write on my blog more often than I used to though. But what is your process? Like, do you have to be in a mood? Like what gets you there? Um, I definitely have to be in the mood because my creativity switch never turns off, right? Mm. And probably mm-hmm. when I'm working somebody else's job is when I start feeling the most creative. Like. I done, I done wrote a whole script. Maybe I shouldn't say that. At someone's job, not the job I'm at now. <laughs> they ain't gonna know it's you. You know, so my process is pretty much like listening to what my mind and my body is telling me that it wants to do. And so sometimes that's come home and paint. Sometimes that's come home and write. But when it's, when it's calling me, like... I, I have to, I make sure that I stop and I get out whatever it is that's calling me. Because like you ever have, I have a, if I have an idea and I can't like put it on paper right then, I do a voice memo. I probably have like uh, hundreds of voice memos of me just talking through my idea to myself so I can play it back and then I'll start writing when I get home. So yeah. Uh-huh. That's my thing. Good old voice memo. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to need somebody to delete them. Because, <laughs> you know, like, things that you might get, other people might not get. And so, like, I have voice memos of me. Like, I'm not a singer. But, like, whether it's, like, I'm writing a music, poetry, or writing a show, or have I did for a show, like, I'm... Like, nah, he got to go like this. You know, yeah. I'm doing all the extra stuff that I really would never want anybody else to hear. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I, I've done that before. I was writing Hook one time. And I was like, ooh. And I listened back to it. And I was like, oh, my God. That's not how it sounded in my head. <laughs> Been there. Biff, I know you itching for girl talk, so go ahead. I'm going to fall back. No, I don't know. It's not no girl talk. It's actually just been very interesting. I've just been listening to, like, the little gems that she's been dropping. Um, I'm trying to do better at listening to people and taking notes versus just replying. So I've actually been soaking up everything and making mental little, little, little mental notes. So I had not even been keeping up. Um, Jeez, I don't even know. Normally, I'm the one that takes everything, the little pressure off. So we're going to ask you three questions. Okay. That has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Just take your mind out. <laughs> okay. Okay, question number one. What is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is orange. And it's probably, it's changed over the years, but right now, I like orange. It reminds me of, like, black women. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and that's the, I, I, I'm in that little, like, I'm in that, I don't even know what to call it because I feel like sometimes people use overuse the word vibe, mm-hmm. but yeah. like when when even when I paint, like I even paint some. I have paintings where I painted like black women with orange instead of just a brown or a black because uh, I kind of feel like it it takes away like a light skin, dark skin, or brown skin, but you still get it. Like, this is still Ooh. beautiful because this is our color. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I like yeah. that. I like that. Okay. What's your top three songs out right now? What are, you, what are your three songs that are in rotation? Don't got to be new. It ain't oh. got to be nothing, you know, top 50. What are your three songs in rotation right now? What are your two? Because I know one of them is No Could Be Buck. Go ahead. You just your three <laughs> songs in rotation because that can take a long time. My top three songs in rotation. Um, 
is probably right now is Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce um, Savage, just because I love Beyonce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> PJ Morton, How Deep Is Your Love? Um, the the one with what's her name? Oh, yep, yep. It start with a. I, I'm a kid. I'm a. I am ai can not believe. I listen to this song every morning, and I don't remember how to say this lady name. But she's white, but she sounds so soulful. And it's a live, it's the live version of PJ Morton, How Deep Is Your Love? Hmm. And um, what else? Three songs. The third one is probably Stevie Wonder, My Shady Amore, because that's just my favorite song. Oh, yes, Quite Time Lover is mine. I love, I love probably anything Stevie Wonder is, is a go for me. Yeah. Like, Stevie Wonder over everybody. <laughs> and my last question, what is your favorite dish for you to eat? Man, my favorite dish is probably grilled ribeye, bone-in, sweet potato, a baked mm-hmm. sweet potato. Mm-hmm. No, no sugar for me. No sugar, no cinnamon. What? Right. I, I, I just like the taste. I feel like it's sweet enough without mm. the... Sugar. No, I need the diabetes. <laughs> oh, shit. I need all that. I don't know anybody who eats it without the sugar except for me. <laughs> but yeah, no sugar. And um, probably steamed broccoli. No cheese. Because I feel oh, like the steak just going to be big. And I'm going to eat all the steak. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the face she made when she said that. <laughs> so, fellas, you know, I know they be having their little conversations about spending $40 on meals when they take girls out. They want to go to the coffee shop. I don't want to. I want to stay. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Y'all hear that, fellas? <laughs> Fuck I mean, that. No, I'm kidding. Time, but, come, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if I'm going to go out to eat, I'm going out to eat. Yeah, go out and enjoy yourself. That's the point of going out to eat. Right. Because, I mean, with me, you're going to get it back tenfold. Because, you know, this restaurant probably don't cook as well as I do. So. Okay. <laughs> say, oh, my God. That... You get what you give. You get what you give. That get back must be fantabulous. You know, it is. <laughs> you, you better. Yes. <laughs> so, I... <laughs> A lot of people don't know that, but you know, you gotta you gotta be stingy with your gifts. Can't you can't really just spread yourself to everybody. Alright, so with what you just said, that is another part of your brain I really wanna pick. Okay. And you made me laugh really hard the other day, like I was on the floor <laughs> hollering when I read it because I could just see it in my head. <clears throat> but oh, your nah, your Instagram post, right? Mm-hmm. How can I say this? I don't know what you about this. Yeah, no, nah, it's not. It's not. It's not a bad thing. I can tell that you, you've been through some shit. You know what I'm saying? You can tell, but it's you're posting from a place. I can read some of yourself until you're posting from a place of wisdom, much like I do. Like I post a lot of shit, and people read it, and be like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Nigga, nothing happened. I'm just, right. I'm just giving you game right now. Like somebody probably needs to hear this, or something might cross my mind. Like I might be having a perfect day, and I just want to post it." And I laughed so hard because you said something really dope. I can't remember what it was, but I remember the post after and you were like, why every time I post something like this, people inbox me saying, who hurt you? I was rolling on the floor and I was like, yo, that's what I go through. And I'm just like, yeah, you can't actually that. I think that's when I asked you for your interview again. That's when I asked you again, actually. I was like, yo, I gotta have her on here. So I'm doing a lot of talking. Where where do you get that from? Like, so you're, it's making a lot more sense to me now. Looking at your style, you're a writer, you're a creative, so it makes a lot. It makes full sense to me. But where does that come from? A particular place, or is it just um, a part of you? What um, my post, or you mean just the way that I post? Both. Um, it just comes from uh, when I post certain things like I will say right now in my life I don't like 
stress about people, right? You better say and it so again. People, I don't stress about people. Like I've come to the realization that like I've put people on pedestals. I've seen people a certain way and it has taken me a cut like years to realize that like I've had specific experiences that have given me this outlook on a particular person. But when I had to like step back, because when you're insecure, like almost everything that a person does that is really good or really bad, like you, the way you expound on that is like over, you overdo it. Like you yeah. over sensationalize everything. So like if you've never experienced a man opening the door for you or taking you out on a date, a man cannot be that he can do a hundred things that you don't like and he does that and you're impressed all over again and you kind of like minimize the things that you don't like because it's like well i've never had anybody you know and even even in friendships it's like that like when we like something about somebody we want to like that person so we ignore all of the other things and so a lot of my posts are about not necessarily people being not good people, but having the time and experience to realize that like we're all human and people operate not on our time or how we think that they should operate. And we have to come to a conclusion where it's like we have control over accepting or rejecting things. And a lot of times we don't, we just want, want this person to treat us better instead of just being like, okay, well maybe this person isn't for me. Hmm. And so sometimes I'll post something if I see somebody having a poor me party and it's like, sis, come on. You <laughs> are better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can give you this little gem so you know that like these circumstances you can change. Like, you know, it's no need to have a niggas ain't shit party when you don't have to be in the shit you can get up out of it there are other niggas who are not not shit you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> so not to take accountability away from somebody treating you badly but it's like sometimes we linger in those situations. it goes both ways right like we gotta stop lingering like trying to beg somebody to treat us a certain way i used to do that like somebody do something i don't like and i'm gonna post about it so you know like Maybe he'll read it and change his mind. No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> we never will. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Never in the history of my life has that ever worked, you know? So it's just having control over yourself in a sense of give, stop giving people your power. You know, so that's that's pretty much where most of my posts come from. I make it jokey because I want people to receive it and not like if you make it kind of clever, people will receive it without you feeling like they're trying you're trying to talk down on them. Let's like, just keep it a buck. Being a black woman, you gotta say stuff a certain way or they're gonna receive it with hostility or feeling like you're crazy. So you always exactly. gotta enter a LOL or a little clever subliminal <laughs> message to be like, Oh, it's not that bad. Because somebody always going to take it the wrong way. Well, why she got an attitude again? You get inboxes. Well, what? Who hurt you? Why yeah. are you so hurt? I do get that a lot. And I'm like, I am very cautious, or at least I try to be, to not bash people. Also because, like, I just don't want to. Because I've I've been places where people probably don't like, oh, Pierre, she get on my damn nerves. She thinks she know everything. And it's like, that's not what I'm trying to feed. Right. People, you know what I'm saying? This is love and light. Love and light. Okay? okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But it's also but funny. It do be funny, though. But what Erica Badu say, like, it is love and light. I don't let this tea and incense turn to a cult 45 in Newport if it has to be. You know? Okay. It really can. <laughs> But I really probably only turn into a cult 45 over like super serious stuff that I feel like really strongly about. But when it comes to like us building ourselves up and learning how to like really love ourselves first so that we can maneuver around other people without like pouring into people who aren't going to pour back into you and then you left feeling empty. Like I really be trying to like 
spread a little wisdom on how to maneuver without without walking around empty. Like save some for yourself. You get me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I needed to hear all of that. I'm sorry, just <laughs> I'm really soaking all of that in right now. I just think she's just been dropping gems this whole time. As much as we need, as much needed. Conversations like this with your friends are needed anyway, people. So make sure you are having these conversations. They don't always have to be funny. They don't always have to be super serious, but they can be constructive. You can get criticism. You can receive gems. Mm-hmm. Again, like this whole episode is full of gems. I hope you take a hard listen and you go, when you go back and listen again, you know, take everything in. I'm sorry. I just that 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 was um. <clears throat> Biff, are you in your Kanye thing now, where your voice gets all soft? No, I'm just I'm just really <laughs> soaking all that in, Biff. Um, sorry. Your quiet storm voice. Quiet <clears throat> storm. I'm mad because I can't have my pity party anymore. Uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> one more day. One more day. Two more days. Uh, no, two. We'll talk off air. Wait a minute. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> your poetry. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Well, I don't, I've never seen it. I want to read it. I'm super interested. I, I'll share I, mine if you share yours. Okay. I've I posted, I think, maybe like two of them. I recorded myself. I'm sorry. Posted. Wait, wait. Biff, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, yo. I posted it. Um, so I think I have two videos on my Fifi Taught Me page. Oh. Um, and I, I posted a couple of them on Facebook. I have one um, called On Your Ass that I, <laughs> I, I reshared it on like the beginning of Black History Month, but I want to record it because I feel like the way the emotion kind of gets lost when I allow people to read my yeah. poetry, because mm-hmm. I'm like, then you're like, are they going to read it right? I'm like that about my food too. Like I don't, I don't be wanting people to take my food out of my house. Like I want them to eat it in front front of me so I can make sure that they think it's good (laughs) so that's kind of like the same with my poetry like I I be want to make sure like you hear it so you can really hear it you know what I'm saying like I don't want you reading it slow like you're supposed to say that part fast like you know (laughs) right (laughs) but them be the ones that got their finger on it a word shut up that's me (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah then when, it, then when the words don't fit right, I gotta go bike and try to do it again the right way. Yeah. Right. I the little dog laugh to see. <laughs> but I definitely um I performed I think the last time I performed was probably February or March. Um in Denmark we had this little um soul thing, what is it called? Oh, go glow girls. We had an event for the little girls in our community in Denmark, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister Santana, she is amazing when it comes to like mentorship, and so she put on this whole thing, and I performed, and you know I assisted her, but it was like her event. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know I got a couple, of, couple of things up my sleeve. I know, I know. Didn't you, uh, <clears throat> didn't you have a music video at one point? Weren't you, uh, weren't you, weren't you, weren't you spitting those bars? Uh, weren't you? <laughs> what you mean, Bill? Oh, I remember. I was like, wait a murder. <laughs> well, you know, in college, Reggie, you know Reggie, though. Reggie, of actually, course. I recorded that in Reggie's studio. Uh-huh. And I, I, I rap. I've rapped, I went to the studio a couple of times and I rapped at the studio, you know, but I do have a video. It was dope. I had an all black girl cast. Okay. I mean, there were two white people um, who are very, very nice people, love them to death. Um, but like I, as far as the theme, I wanted to make sure that I sent a call out to every black girl I knew in Colombia and outside of Colombia who had like interacted with me, um, even through social media and that I knew in real life. And, you know, I asked them, hey, y'all want to come be in my video? And, you know, we wrote a teaser for it. And it's actually kind of like a little movie. You just, it ain't one of them videos where people just, you know, in a camera moving their fingers around. Like, it's a real story. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's called Queen Fee. 
but it, it's just a um shy it's just a freestyle i did over the chirac instrumental mm -hmm. but you know i do a little rapping Mm -hmm. a lady of all trades okay yeah, yeah that your creative juices are definitely <laughs> flowing they're flowing oh, i miss rap so much those were the days mm. yeah it's so different now though oh, don't get me which started. is why i have a hard time like people be like when are you gonna put something out you need to put a song out and like i'm not like that was some fly it was conscious like it had a message but it was still like you know, dope, yeah. not like a turn off for people. But I, I be wanting to do like a little fun stuff, but I have to stay true to who I am. And so sometimes I just can't go into, I don't know, it's just not my thing. So I have to find some balance. You, you, you're, you just said it 110%. But I honestly believe that the more informed, hip-hop is starting to resurface because now we're really starting to weed out especially now that people have time to sit home and think you're not out turning up partying like that so like yeah. that fun music is cool but it's like when you chilling and you really got time to think like i love rhapsody that's my favorite female rapper right now yeah, I love her. and her like i'm just like oh my god i wish there was like 10 more of her out right now but i've always <laughs> been that type of person i like to turn up music too like my playlist no, is Crazy. That. I don't like that. I don't like that. I like my diversity. I don't want yeah. everybody to. I don't want like, and I have my moves where I want a Kendrick or I want a J Cole or I want a Rhapsody or I want you know, conscious I just, quote unquote rap. But then I have my moves, motherfucker. Where I want to turn up, want to shoot, shoot, kill, kill, bang, bang. I want to throw my gang signs up. You know I what I'm saying? Like, or yeah, like, I want to get I in the mood, go get my drink, and I might need some Molly music going on in the background. Like, I appreciate awesome. the diversity. It is. I do feel like we need a little bit more conscious rap to give it a little bit more balance. But we need a lot I more. I still like my diversity. We need right. a lot more. It's oversaturated. What I what I write, I don't think it's conscious. But like the way my mom be working, like I I need it. I be wanting it to have like a a a purpose like or a message like yeah um, but it's it's hood music that has messages like i love big crit like he'll, yeah, oh, yeah i love crit like i be trying to find a way to like tell a story without seeing it like like i'm not trying to teach you something but just like yeah. something that's a good just vibe. listen some country south, down south of southern beat where i can really be raw not so much yeah. like you know but it's just like whatever yeah. come out. I just need to. I just need to be raw and real southern because I don't want nobody to mistake this for anything other than down south, South Carolina, Pit Road, you know, <laughs> Queen B. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yes. Your identity is very important. Absolutely. <clears throat> so when we get an album. Oh. I Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. You heard me. To, that's another thing. I have to be in a. It has to be. I have to. It has to be a feeling. It can't be forced. I hear a lot of forced rap. A rap yeah. rappers rapping just the rap. I don't like it. It's just getting okay with me. So I don't want to be that. It's people who do very well at that and um, just. But not not me. I can't I can't make a song, just force myself to do something, because it's marketability behind people just, hey, hey, so, so, yeah. hey, you know, like that. You can make a song like that, and people probably think it's cool because they're like, that's Fiera. Like I could do that, but it's just not. It's like I just wouldn't. I feel kind of fake doing that. I like to listen to it, but I'm. It ain't mine. It ain't how, me. How many songs? Do you have roundabout? Because you're a mm -hmm. super writer. How many songs write about roundabout? Because if you're if you're anything like me, you have shit, and it's just like, mm -hmm. hmm, what am I gonna do with it? How many? How much of that you got? You got a lot? No, not a lot. I probably have more written than I have recorded. Yeah, um, how many you got written? Written a lot. Thousands. Probably like. 42 something like yo that. all right you need to put out a project <laughs> like 42 but it has to be cohesive though like true like beyonce gives you cohesive 
albums. Rihanna gives you cohesive albums. If I gotta, if I'm gonna do something, it gotta be like great. Okay. Or I don't wanna do it. Damn. Like I, I gotta feel like it's great. I don't care if you get two likes. If I think it, it just gotta be cohesive. The videos gotta look crisp. Got a nice little storyline. All of that. That's how my mom be working. Like if I can't get it like that, I ain't gonna put it out till I can. I, I, I recorded that Chirac freestyle like two years ago. I put before I put the um video out. Wowzers. Yeah. But the video was elite. It was. It was. <laughs> the amazing things you have done. Let's talk about your artwork. This okay. caught me like I did not even know <laughs> you did this at all. Like some of these other things aren't as surprising as this. So mm -hmm. let's talk about this. Okay. So when I was in a, I don't, I don't know if people know this artist, but if you don't look him up, amazing, legendary. His name is Leo Twiggs. I was in the fourth grade and we visited um, Voorhees College, which is like right around the corner from our school. And we got to meet him. And at the time, like, you don't know that you're sitting in front of such a legendary person because I'm in the fourth grade. I just think it's a guy who, you know, got smart, you know? Yeah. Um, but he had these pictures. And when I saw them, I was like, oh, oh my God. And, and he was showing us how to, like, paint hand, draw hands. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I really want to do this. And I remember telling my mom that I wanted to be an artist the same day when I went home. And, you know, she's always been like, okay, you know, but when I went to school that following year, like I said, I was going to be an artist. I was in the fourth grade, made up my mind. This is it. When I got to the fifth grade, um, because this was like, when I met him, it was on the peak of like the end of the school year mm -hmm. of my fourth grade year. When I got to the fifth grade and everybody had to stand up and say, you know, their name and yeah. what they want to be when they grow up. And I said, an artist. And my teacher came for me so hard that she changed my mind. Damn. She was like, what, what kind of artist you want to be? Because you know, how you gonna make money being an artist? And I was just like, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the fifth grade. Like <sighs> this man look like he got money. He, I mean, yeah. he's grown. And my mom is just like, adults have money because they <laughs> got a job. Right, right. Um, and so she she rubbed me the wrong way because she she didn't, like, offer me a plan or say, well, if that's what you want to do, then you make sure you get your art trademarked or you get an LLC. You know, she didn't say any of that to me or uh -huh. even explain in the smallest way. She just made me feel like being an artist was stupid and not a real job. Like, I needed to be a nurse or something like that. And she was Yuck. like, you might want to look into, like, you don't want to be a teacher? You could teach art. Yuck. <laughs> right. Where? I, mean, no shame. I know people who teach art, but they're also artists. But yeah. she she made me go so far away from that. Then fast forward to when I moved to Columbia. And, you know, I would draw and, draw and paint a little here and there, but not so much even in college. I didn't even do it. It wasn't until after college, me and Megan uh, moved in together and I decided to do Fever Fest. And so I said, for my New Year's resolution, I was going to take those first four months and on my birthday, I was going to have a show, an art show that turned into a artist show, like, so showcasing all of my talents. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm going to have an art show. And so I'm going to paint these pictures over the course, like however many pictures I got, that's what I'm showing for my birthday. I'm gonna get a venue and I said, and I, that was my goal. And the first, I did a portrait of Malcolm X in like four hours. Hmm. And that was my first portrait. No training, nothing, just a picture. And when I stood back from it, I was like, oh my God, like I could do this. <laughs> and then I painted this, this very large symbolism painting. It's, it was of Angela Davis. It was the biggest picture I had done. It was huge. And with, at my Fever Fest, I sold that painting for $1,200. It took me two hours to do a painting 
And the first time I did something, despite my teacher telling me that I needed to be a damn art teacher, I got $1,200 for something I did in two hours. Now imagine if somebody has poured into me instead of taking from me yeah. in the yeah. rain. Y'all be looking at the back of my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, so I make sure that when I do speak to children or kids about things that they say they want to do, that people think their first thought is like, you can't support yourself from that. It's like, do you? Yes. You, you just can have to support yourself with anything. I, and on behalf, because I can do this, <laughs> of educators everywhere, I would like to apologize for that was a trash comment and anyone out there listening because i know some teachers are listening pour into your kids i don't give a fuck if you don't even believe them i don't <laughs> care if you think they're gonna be in your class again the next year you gotta yeah. pour into these kids because they have they have the opportunity to do things we could never even dream of with the access that they have and that push is what they need because that belief is super duper strong and is like at its peak when they're that young they believe they can do anything they believe they can do anything. You have to feed that. And I, that's one thing I always practice. Like when my kids tell me what they want to do, that I do exactly what you just said. I'm like, oh, that's what you want to do? All right, well, here's your next steps. Here's what you're going to need to do. One, two, three, four, and I bring it back to class. Oh, you want to be an athlete? All right, well, you need to have an A in reading because guess what? Athletes sign contracts. And guess what else you need to be a whiz at? Math, because guess what? You get paid, right? And how you get paid and how much you get paid is in the contract. So you need to be able to dissect a contract. So when it comes to reading and math, you need to be a genius. Like, that's the kind of stuff I do. Like, you never know where someone's going to end up. Like, I went to high school, even though I got cut off the football team. Someone on my football, my ex-football team, the school's <laughs> football team, they have a Super Bowl ring right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I wouldn't have known that back in 03 that this dude was going to go to college and then get a Super Bowl ring. He played with Ray Lewis. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, come on. Like, you don't know where anyone's going to end up. You know, we about to get this multi-million dollar deal with Spotify. Yes, I am going to speak it. Spotify, what up? <clears throat> um, Yes, I'm glad. Wow. First first of all, when you told me how much you sold that painting for, and I thought about what that teacher's paycheck probably was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, do you know what my paycheck was? Well, at the time when I was like, this was two hours? Like, I go to work for, you know, I get a check that have 80 hours on it, and it barely looked like this yeah. at the time. So, you know, it really made me, that moment made me realize that, like, you know, oftentimes we think we're good at things, but we don't think we're good enough. And we sell ourselves short so much because the only thing that separates us from the people who have made it is that they tried harder or longer than we have and so ever since then i've just been putting putting everything in doing it not waiting on someone to tell me that i can or i can't just making it happen so damn i you just i i, I got no more questions you literally answered <laughs> i usually ask all the guests what's something you want to leave everyone with someone who <laughs> <laughs> where you began and how you want to inspire them you just i i gotta shut the fuck up like <laughs> I'm waiting on the fees philosophy page to start so I can just start reading that every day because she you know, I can't be too committed to the philosophy page because especially on the internet because everybody the you know people will commit you okay yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you I like being able to have all of these layers so you know on my Facebook you'll see all of the layers of the uh, <laughs> I don't like your Facebook. <laughs> Why? Wow. I don't like it. I feel like my Facebook mm -mm. is probably like the best combination of the different types of me I am. <laughs> I'm a, you know, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not that I don't like it. I don't be wanting to read all that shit. But <laughs> that's because Instagram has me spoiled. Um, what? I do be seeing some of your stuff on. Um, oh my gosh, I do be seeing. Oof. Um, I see your things on Facebook. I'm gonna go back and read some of it because now you don't have to read it. No, I'm gonna go read it. You you've hooked me now. Like I've always had a curiosity about you, and now you've just answered all those questions, and now I want to know more. Like you think I'm joking? Like 
nigga, I'm about to be calling you and shit. Like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so be prepared. Um, but that's um, wow, that was really dope. You you gave me a lot of stuff I actually needed like right now, and you didn't even know it. Um, which again, ladies and gentlemen, is why I want her on the show. Just some of the stuff that I saw. I'm like her mindset. You are a prime example of a woman who has taken her experiences and used them to make herself a better and stronger person rather than using them as an excuse to be the quote unquote way you are, if that makes sense. Some people will take those things and say, well, this happened to me, so that's the way I am in a negative way. Right. You took the positive spin. You you took the the ultimate positive spin, and like all of your talents are continuing to blossom, and that's a freaking awesome thing. And I would encourage all of our listeners to do the same thing. So, Biff, you got any parting words? Nope. Stay black. Stay proud. Stay you. Stay down. And we will catch you next week. Fifi, you got Thank anything you. else you want to leave the people with? No, this was just a great experience, and I really appreciate you guys having me on, and I wish I had done it sooner, but we're here right now for this very reason. Yeah, I needed it now, actually. So thank you again for joining us, and y'all already know FME underscore podcast on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook from my experience podcast group. The posts are hilarious. The comments are even more funny. Um, <laughs> if you have any questions, FME podcast one at gmail.com. Hit us up and we will catch y'all next time. Peace. Bye. Peace.